Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I have Charles. Charles is the CEO of Exodus. Welcome to the couch, Charles. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, Latana. Yeah, on Startup Couches, we bring amazing people who are building great products like yourself, Charles, on the couch, where you talk about product, talk about the product journeys and how this product is kind of impacting our communities today. So, jumping right into it, what is Exodus and tell us how it works. Yeah, so Exodus uh, is a platform that helps investors invest in great startups. So, if you're an investor, we bring you on the platform and we help you with creating a syndicate help you raise money and then you're able to use that money and invest in great startups all the legal um, the legal issues the management all of that is taken care of now you don't even have to handle the capital of it right we provide all of that and you simply just invest in great startups you find out there oh wow so um if i hear you correctly this is a syndicate creation tool for investors so when you say investors you mean like early stage investors or do you mean like investors in all all different stages yeah, so it, it works for all investors you know stages um we even intend to expand it to um startups you know so but right now for investors angel investors and uh, vcs okay Okay, that's actually pretty amazing. Um, because I wanted to ask who your main customer segment is. So, um, who would you say um use Exodus the most today? Angels or um people like with stru- more structured system like VCs, private equity firms. Who would you say is like your main customer segment today? Okay, so um we we categorize the investors into five oh, okay. um, the, first, the first we have the angel investors second we have the VCs the third we have founders who invest once in a while fourth mm-hmm. we have startups companies that you know invest in companies and okay. then the fifth we have retail investors retail investors are you know people like you and I yeah. public yeah so um I think for us, two stand out. The most important are the angel investors and the retail investors, right? Because they go in, they invest in startup at the earlier stage, right? And then the retail investors are very important because they are the ones that would fund the syndicates of these angel investors. Hmm. That's actually really interesting. That's really, really interesting. So um, I like to know, I'm very curious to know like how it works, especially for retail investors. So if an angel comes now and creates like a syndicate on the platform and I I want to come and join as a syndicate, um, would would how 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 would the terms be determined? Like things like minimum capital requirements, would it be all the prerogative of the angel who has the 
syndicate to determine how much is minimum, how much is not, or like do you have general rules on the platform for like retail investors? Yeah, um, generally the minimum is ten dollars, oh, right, okay. for retail investors. Uh, but um, the syndicate leads, we call them syndicate leads, so um, they can set a minimum, however they see fit. Um, okay. So the terms, they also set terms and all of that. Right, so uh, all the retail investor has to do is go through the terms. Um, if something he's, he or she is okay with, you simply pay, you know, uh, through your card or through Bitcoin. You make payments. Oh, wow. and... You have you have Bitcoin payment integration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the idea is, you know, for international cross-border payments, it would be a lot easier if you're able to pay with Bitcoin. Yeah, but if you're paying with Bitcoin, um, the minimum is higher, right? So if um, the Bitcoin payment is for people who are bringing in a large amount, okay, you know, card payment or smaller amount. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I think that's actually very, very interesting. You know, the market can open up with um, letting people pay with Bitcoin. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, so very curious here. How did you start Exodus? What's the founding story like? Yeah, so it was during the pandemic last year. Um, then I was I was running a startup at that time, and it wasn't going so well. One one of the issues uh, we faced was you know trying to raise money, and you know the, the process was just so it was just so draining. You know all the back and forth, sending deck back and forth, all of that. It's literally the same thing you do every time you meet a new investor, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and one other thing was, you know, I, you just go around, just doing some research, and then you discover great startups, and you're like, I wish I could get into this startup. Well, you know you can't, right? Because you don't you don't have access to the deal flow. Yeah, so yeah. it's now, like, you now see that, Investing in startup is very centralized, and the process of investment is so inefficient. So it's manually done, and it's time taking, very draining. So, you know, it came up to me: okay, why not just create one that sort of um, automates the entire process for investors and for startups, right? So at that time, um, we we decided we wanted to focus on the on this on the founders with the startups but you know along the line we decided to integrate and then we shifted our focus to the investors because it starts from the investors not necessarily the founders to really solve the problem so yeah okay that's that's really amazing i like i like how um, the focus shifted um i think a lot of tools should be built for investors also i really really agree with that um um, so how how is the journey been so far? You know, how would you describe growth at Exodus? Have you raised some funding? Um, this started during the pandemic, so I'm, I'm assuming like sometime last year, um, earlier last year, maybe around this time. Um, so like, how has it been? You know, it's been a year. How has it been so far? No, 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 not necessarily a year. Um, the, the idea popped during the pandemic, you know, and I did a lot of thinking. You know, um, trying to understand the market, to understand the problem, you know, to understand the incentives in the market because it's really incentives. 
and uh, you know that happened for a while and then December that was when I decided to you know take on the, the task of actually developing the product you know and it was just me uh, so what I did was I just uh, hired developers them and you know development started yeah so um, yeah since then till now yeah but then um about two months ago uh that's when i brought in a team so currently right now we are three in a team so far okay okay and you know are you looking to raise funds i would assume i would expect you to be able to um if you are looking to raise vc money i mean um i expect you to try to raise funds through your platform right <laughs> exactly exactly i was i was actually going to say that so you know I, I think it's just it's just very strange when you're telling people come on my platform and raise from great investors and then you are going out there to go and raise money i don't know I, it's just it doesn't just sit right so uh, one thing is exodus will raise within exodus um mm. that's 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 pretty that's pretty interesting um so so far you know can you highlight do you have like any major challenges that you face on a day-to-day basis you know running exodus um also um can you speak more about like compliance and how you have to um be on the right side of the law a lot of these things especially like with um retail investors coming in um most of these things still have like gray area ish kind of um regulations around it so like how are you you know um working around that yeah i think the, the first and foremost problem is around regulatory um so that was that was a very serious issue for us um you know in fact that was what delayed our that was what delayed our launch substantially because we're, we're trying to figure out how do we how do we make this product available to everyone and startups, especially with the startups, and the startups won't get punished for it, right? Not necessarily in Nigeria, but in the US, because um, the best startups in Nigeria are actually um, getting registered in the US. Yeah, don't send so, you. Yeah, if you need a Nigerian startup, you see that they also have themselves registered in the US, right? So, and um, regulations around this sort of business is very strict in the US. Yeah, so no US startup will want to come on Exodus if they realize they'll be penalized for it. Yeah, so that, that was a very serious issue for us, uh, but we we figured out a way around it because currently on Exodus, retail investors cannot invest directly in a startup. That's the restriction we made. So they can't invest directly in a startup. Um, the moment we let them invest directly in a startup, then um, issues will spring up with regards to regulators. So they can only invest in syndicates, and as syndicates would now invest in startups, and syndicates will be led by um, accredited investors. Okay. Right? okay so make these accredited investors apply. Becomes the line this on the capital. Exactly. This this. Like I said, it's because of the US regulations. In Africa, it's still not regulated. So there are a lot of gray areas. 
yeah so if and when they bring out something then we'll have to adapt to it right but for the meantime the concern is with us so it's only through the syndicate leads that investment can be made directly and it sort of works for us um in a good way because you see investors traditional investors the one thing they have the most the single most important thing they have is good judgment it's 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 not the capital it's not the access to deal flow these are just tools that enable them use their good judgment but their, their most valuable asset is good judgment with retail investors what they have is capital they have a lot of it you know because of the numbers right? the yep. retail investors have the numbers so they have a lot of capital but what they lack a lot of them lack good judgment and a lot of them lack access to deal access. flows yeah. right so if you now combine them you will see that um the retail investors can provide capital to the traditional investors and then oh, the traditional yeah, investors can use this capital and invest in these startups you get so um it sort of now it sort of works for us on both sides so um that's why we made it strictly through the syndicates yeah and um the, the second issue we faced is around around liquidity um so we figured that you know one thing one thing people can do on exodus is you don't just get to invest in startups you can also trade your equities right it's like it's like a trading market on its own yeah mm. but then startups are very very startups by nature they're not they're not ready to actually go out there in the public market right because a lot of things are still not yet figured out yeah if you bring if you force a startup into the public market and you let the market decide their valuation you just have so much ups and downs right it's it's going to be very very unstable and no startup would want that so yep. we had to figure out how do we enable people trade on exodus without it affecting the valuation of these companies right so um was sort of a design problem and then but we figured it out we figured it out so what this means is um investors that own a share in your company they can actually trade the shares and your valuation will remain the same it will not be affected um mm. if and when you if and when you have a higher valuation to reflect in the shares of your investors so that that sort of um you know solves the liquidity issue with regards to trading yeah so i think this is a that to to biggest problems face and uh, you know in time we'll figure out how it fares well in the market yeah yeah um very very interesting times i think my very last question for you before I let you go Charles today is what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned so far you know building exodus or um, being able to like interface with like investors of different types you know what would you say you've learned and that you like to pass on to another founder today i think one very big mistake one would when looking at the market you would assume that the problem is from the startups it is really from the investors 
the manual process, the inefficiency starts with the investors and not the founders. So fo- I, I, I believe focusing on the startups would be the wrong move because a startup just comes in and raises money. That's it. They will continue running their business, right? But the, the job of the investor never really stops. Um, you have to be trying to help the startups do. You also have to be going out there sourcing for deals, trying to make good judgment, managing this capital, raising more capital. You know, so if if you if you are able to attract or bring in the great investors that have good judgment, yeah, these great investors will attract capital, and these great investors will attract other good startups. So if one investor has good judgment and is able to make decisions fast in terms of investments, literally all startups will rush to that investor. Mm. It, it's uh, similar to what's going on right now. You will see Tiger. Maybe no Tiger. This is very, this is very popular um, BC. So BC company. So they, they are literally. Huh? Oh, I mean, as I Tiger, there's like an under an under Holloway's. Yeah, yeah, they are. But, um, yeah, they are. So, the Tiger Global is literally investing in. There is really no big startup now that you're raising funds that you can get Tiger Global. And you see that a lot of startups are now going to Tiger Global, not because Tiger Global has all the capital, but because they make decisions very, very fast. Typically, VCs are very slow by nature yeah. in making decisions. But Tiger Global makes decisions so fast. That it is so convenient for a founder to just go to Tiger Global. If you are going to say no, you say no immediately. If you are going to say yes, you say yes immediately. You give me the capital immediately, and I continue building my company. That is what founders want, right? So um, the problem starts from investors, not from startups, and that's what it took us time to figure that out. You know, yeah. Okay. Okay, great lesson here. Great lesson here, to be honest. Um, and, you know, on this, Joshua, I'd like to say thank you so much, Charles, for coming on the couch today. This has been an interesting conversation. What do you think? Yeah, it has. It has. Very interesting. And this is actually my first uh, podcast interview. So, uh, yeah, it works out. I would actually uh, like to be on this another time, hopefully. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, definitely a pleasure of mine. Um, and for everyone listening, um, make sure to check out Exodus. It's The link is joinexodus.com. Make sure to check them out. Um, you could be able to, you know, invest in startups that you like, you know, join amazing investors that you know in the market to invest in amazing startups um you know anywhere in the world i think starting from africa right yeah 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 so um check them out make sure to check them out and you know make sure to subscribe make sure to share this episode with your friends you already know that conversations like this always happens on startup couches every single week so make sure to stay tuned and until next time see ya Bye.